Ricardo, I'm not going to lose any of this. Okay. I'm not going to lose true. any of this, B. But but yeah, uh, you're I, good. You're good, brother. I think I think we'll I think we'll jam a pack today. Well, we'll see what's up. I'm excited about We're this gonna... uh the Star Wars thing. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brand Dana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 262 for your eardrums. Guys, who's the favorite? Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mavsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. And with me, as always, the force is strong with this one. Most awesome. These are not the podcasters you're looking for. Ooh. That's a deep cut right there. That is. But I mean, we'll take them. You don't now. even know what that means yet right uh no we'll get into that i don't i don't know what i think it's droids yeah it's not the Ooh, droids you're, right. you're looking for i believe yeah, yeah exactly I, I saw some of the stuff happen uh yeah. what's the haps bro it's been going down uh you know just busy as ever to yeah. jr fucking really holding court can i get can i share this little anecdote with you this happened uh that's why we do this please yeah exactly it happened to scant maybe two three hours ago so uh, I had a work dinner, had to drop the kids off because Dr. Mrs. The Commish usually gets home. She usually will work is over for her at six o'clock in the evening. She usually gets home anywhere from six to seven, depending on her, her day. But I had a dinner. So I had to drop the three three kiddos off and at uh, Dr. Mrs. The Commish's clinic. And then her day got crazy. Something happened towards the end. Crazy puppy thing. So she's like, all right, well, guys, you got you kiddos, you just camp out in our office. Um, she ordered pizza, she ordered pizza for the staff as well, too. And um, so then <laughs> so then one of the one of the, like the 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 vet techs comes in and is like talking to Commissette, actually. And she was like, you know, bringing her pizza and like checking on her, just making sure she's okay. Well, Dr. Mesh's commission is doing her thing. And Commissette was like, so, um, are you like my mommy's boss? And the vet tech, who's very sweet, she's like, no, I, in fact, she's my boss. In fact, if anything, she's everyone's boss <laughs> that's here. And she's like, she's kind of running into the show. Cause on, on Tuesday, she's, she's the only vet on, on, uh, in the office. And then without skipping a beat, Kamish Jr., who's probably got a plate of pizza, maybe a, a breadstick or two. Doesn't even look up and he goes, well, that kind of makes us your boss then, doesn't it? <laughs> this kid's four years old. Wow. Fucking dropping that and pe- penciling out that math real quick. Wow. Yeah. And, she, and we're just like, uh, you know, what do you say? I mean, I don't know what the vet tech even said, but holy shit. She was like, uh, your son's a fucking trip. This kid's got monster nuts coming I, in there at four years I old. I love it. He's got a point. He, I like in yeah. his head. He's just he's sizing up a room. That's what he does. He walks oh, in there. Oh, for real. Where's my slice of pizza? Let's get these breadsticks cooking, baby. And then he's just kind of just, <laughs> <laughs> just he's just power ranking the room. What's exactly. the score? I'm just checking. What's the I'm vibe just checking out. Here? Ooh, where's Perfect. you at? Okay, you you're below the line. All right, I'm got above this. the line. Got this. I need. Who's, Daddy needs some new Starry soda. Who am I sending on Pepsi runs that fridge right there to get me a fresh one while I wipe this one down? If he called her toots, it would have been even better. <laughs> Love it, bro. That's monster. Yeah. What's the rest of the week been like? 
<laughs> I still, I just, I just wrapping, wrapping my head around that one. I love it. I, know, I was, I, I was just, I was going for the segue, and I was just like, man, what would? I guess you got the two bosses of this podcast, guys, in this jam packed episode two sixty two. Rip from hey, the we headline, all guys. Hiccups. We all have our hiccups. <laughs> I'm gonna edit the shit out of that, guys. We're gonna talk a little NBA playoffs. A lot of stuff been going hmm. down. We're gonna do Judge Jury Mabicutioner about the NFL draft. We're gonna get the brothers Booth back on here to kind of talk they talked about what the draft could look like and then the draft became a reality talk about how that does settle with them got a little segment coming up we're going to do mab wars episode one so this little mini segment in here is going to be all about i brandon i've never seen star wars uh, i'm going to watch it for this may the fourth be with you thing and just kind of mm-hmm. see finally at age 40 let's get down to the bottom of this i've been letting it build up enough really excited I think it's time. Going to do a Neapolitan showdown. Got guest Erica, who's been on the pod before, going to join us for the Mab Wars, and then she's going to sh- throw us one of those real-time Neapolitan showdowns, so we'll rank those. And we're going to finish, oh, as yeah. we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, we're from the headlines. NBA playoffs. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Oh, we're in the conference semis here, B. First round, little shake ups Bucks get tossed. You know, little yeah. uh, the heat to the heat. Um yeah, it's it, you know, it's uh it's playoff time, baby. Yeah, we did get to talk a, a lot about it also because I think you know, with that NFL draft, so that covers about you know, two weeks of pod, uh, three mm-hmm. weeks right there. I know it's been a little break. I was in NYC since the last time we talked to you guys. Uh, maybe I'll have your extended pod here, it'll be fine, but yeah, since then, uh, a lot of good series early. First, let's just get this out like most entertaining, entertaining series. Which one was it for you? I had to been Kings Warriors. Kind of uh, went out with a little bit of a fizzle towards the end. I mean, I don't know. It depends on whose side of the the aisle you're on. I mean, we, I think we were Kings, pulling for the Kings uh, this season, lighting that beam. But, you know, Steph Curry dropping 50 points in a game seven, just fucking cutting the hearts out of the Kings. That, to me, was yeah. probably the most exciting, fun uh, series so far. Why weren't the Kings able to win that? I mean, did the Curry – did the uh... – the Warriors just kind of get it back. Like they weren't, they weren't really able to take advantage of that Draymond Green suspended game. The Kings go up two nothing. The Warriors just uh, reel off three straight, and then it's, you know, it's that game five right where the Kings actually have the basketball. It's that who takes that open shot? Was it, was it Randall who takes the open three? It looks like Fox wants to take it, but and he had that. We end up we find out he has the fractured finger in that game, but he has a two cli two close oh, in Harrison on him. Barnes. Kicks it. Harrison Barnes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and it just like it line looked pretty good. It drops, not goes in. I think it's a different series if they win that game. Yeah, that was game. Was it five or four? I think it was five, four. I think I think it had four. a. Oh, was it four? Yeah, because that would have been they would have gone up three. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was their and that yeah, that type of series. Then they go back. Warriors take it, go up three two. Kings steal one on the road. Kings one on the road. Yep. And then get yeah, fucking right. smoked at 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 home, which was I mean we we talked about this at the beginning is the 
you know, the woes of the Warriors on the road, not a, that big of a deal in the playoffs. A lot of a lot of people were making a big deal out of it. I was more like just, you know, getting getting Wiggins back. I was actually surprised a how quickly because game one he played really strong in that game one and throughout the series just to give him like just a little energy and scoring threat outside of Steph and Clay. I think if he doesn't come back, this is a series that I think is like a five game, six game series at the most. And I think the Kings take it, but he gave him enough juice on the perimeter to like, all right, we got to like, we have to keep this guy in check. And you know, that's what, that's all that you need. That's the sliver that the Kings need in order to make it work. Uh, yeah. Or the Warriors, need, I mean, yeah, the Warriors. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it seemed like a little bit more pressure on Fox's shoulders, especially after he fractured that finger. Cause Sabonis mm-hmm. was, I don't, he was kind of getting into it like in game seven where he wouldn't mind taking like that kind of like that 16, 17 footer that they were just like daring him to take. It would have been right. really nice if we could have consistently hit that in the arsenal. Cause I think they got to close out in the middle and he did seem he would get fired up at home, but I thought like Draymond green, especially in those earlier games of the series, just kind of eating his lunch, just kind of taking him out. Yeah, Draymond green was like, yeah, you call it. Shop. He's a pest. Yeah, he is dude. He's such a fucking pest. Plus like, Here's the thing that's so, so wild is is we know Draymond is not a scorer and everyone in the league knows he's not a scorer but how many times have we seen him in like essentially like a 2 on 1 in the lane the defender's got to close out nobody's going to pass and he still makes the pass I mean Draymond just has a knack of finding the right moment even when everyone everyone in the fucking gym knows he's not shooting that and he's still finding a way to get his open score. He just is, he's such a like cerebral player that fucking on both ends, like we talk about like owning, sizing up a room. Draymond Green is like sizes up the fucking court and is like, I know I'm not the best, but I'm going to fucking mad dog everyone to the point where they know I'm better than them. And you see it time and time again on the floor. That's what's special about him. I just think you rarely see that combo of absolutely fucking a lunatic. Like, don't trust to watch your kids crazy. But then also just also has the just court awareness and IQ. And I know we kind of overuse that, but it really you can. There's not a lot of players you watch and you they just tell you, like, unless you follow him for the season, it's like, oh, he's got really, you know, good court awareness or like good court IQ. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. You see with him. And I think your point is great because it comes into play so much more because there's just info. He just he doesn't have the entire tool set that some of these other players do. Like he's removing the scoring factor. And still, I don't know if you remember, I think it was the first bucket for uh, golden state, but, and I think it was the Looney that Draymond Green does that bounce pass. He's on, he's on the right kind of wing right here and just does like this quarter court bounce pass. That's just like right on the spot as Looney's just kind of streaking down the middle and dunks. And it's just like, damn, it looks good. Yeah, it's so it's so impressive. There was another one that I was thinking of. I, 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 we could probably eventually find it, but it was like he like the ball was being swung around as the Warriors do. He catches it like on the right elbow, catches it, stops. There's no one around him. They're kind of giving him a little bit of awareness, and then I think it was like Peyton or somebody else was cutting to the basket and throws like a dime bounce pass behind it like right off of the like the king's ass player like right behind him 
and just like you can't see that angle he just knows anticipates throws it perfect balance pass in for a layup and there's so many passes like that in the game that you're like holy shit that's a that was a great play that doesn't really like show up but just like demoralizes a defense because it's like i can't if i'm a king's defender i can't even like just breathe for a second because i'm literally reacting Draymond you got it all right I don't need to close out on you because you're not going to take that 15 footer and then zip the ball is right behind my ass before I even process the situation and that is so impressive there's very few guys in the NBA that you that you watch Nikolai Jokic the center from the Nuggets another guy like that who skips the ball moves it like and it doesn't look like much but what he's doing is just carving up the defense on a regular basis yeah, I love it. Uh, Kings, my biggest disappointment. Hopefully, they'll be back yeah, lighting sucks. that beam next year. Uh, well, my my, I, my gambling business, biggest disappointment was fucking Bucks go, dropping four one to the Heat, bro. Awful. I like were you in? Okay, so yeah, that I got destroyed two times in that series. Definitely took money line in game one. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I think it was I think it was on Thursday. I was gonna place. I was just like they ain't like what is down like what was it? Three, one. And I was like, they ain't losing. Like they're going to take this to three, two. So I was just mm-hmm. like, I was ready to call it in. I was just like, give me a big, just a, a meaty money line bet. Let's just really pour some like life changing. If you lose money on this bucks <laughs> money line. And I am so fucking glad that did not happen. Uh big shock. So yeah, uh, that'd be my second question. I know we got to fly through this because brother booths are going to want to fight each other about the draft, but yeah. What the fuck? I mean, how did the Heat do this? How did the Heat go from, I think, one of the worst, at least three-point shooting teams uh, during the regular season, not on a buddy's radar, like almost even counted out for the play-in tournament to up game one, up one game in the second round. And then almost, you know, like that Bucks series wasn't even close. I mean, I know we had yeah. Giannis out with his, his back like one and a half games, but how did the Heat pull this off? I mean colossal mismanagement by Mike Budenholzer, the coach from the, from the Bucks. I mean, you have obviously, okay. You, you, you have the best player in the series. You lose them for a game and a half, but you had best players three through five after that. And drew Hill, drew holiday, uh, Chris Middleton, they got back Yep, an all-star candidate. And, I mean, maybe you could put Bam Adebayo or Brooke Lopez, but Brooke, and Lopez, Brooke Lopez, and yeah, him. Lopez. You know, so you've got you've got the next two best stars in that, and typically in the NBA, that will pencil out to a victory or a series victory, or at least yeah, know. at least trading victories. Yeah, yeah, but you just get fucking again. Talk about somebody who's gonna you know fucking own the room. Jimmy Butler is that dude who in that Miami game when he went off and just. That was a wild scene to watch him just, like you said, a lunatic, like just own the stadium, own everybody in there. It was just like, I'm not going to lose this game. And how many times have we seen Jimmy Butler get hot like this? Yeah. I think it was like when they, when he carried him to the finals, uh, that bubble season, right. You know, where he was just like, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm going to outwill and overtake everybody. And mentally I'm going to be, stronger than every dude in the fucking room 
Yeah, I mean, are we quietly not talking about Jimmy Butler? Should he be in like top six conversations? Like of NBA players right now? Yeah, I mean, it's real tough. I mean, he's definitely not going to, you're going to, he's going to pop up on a random Thursday night, dropping like 30 against, you know, the fucking Clippers, right? And go toe to toe. You're going to yeah, see, yeah, but, but there's something like about this. like, he's not like a Damian Lillard, right? Where you're just like regular right. season, like he's going to get his numbers, like great score to watch, but it's not like, you're not afraid of him in the playoffs. Right. But for some reason in the playoffs, I don't know if he just, I don't know if it's him, if he's just got that on off switch where he can just literally turn it up in the playoffs to sit there and be like, all right, like now it's fucking game time. Now it's, now it's legit. I don't know. I just don't know if it's like the juice in the regular season isn't enough. And he just, he needs the fucking, the pressure of the playoffs. Yeah, so they got Nuggets, Suns, Suns looking trouble down 2-0, yeah. Lakers, Warriors coming up, Heat next. So we'll all get into this next week when the pod's back on his regular schedule program. Uh, but right now, I want to hear from you, because mine has completely changed, uh, who you have for your finals matchup. Oh, um, well, I think, quite honestly, I mean, the, the, the Embiid knee is questionable. Butler, Jimmy Butler... <laughs> tweaked his ankle um so that's a weird timetable i i really still think i think like excuse me this is the nuggets year i think to get to the, to the finals i think nugget 76ers might be where we're looking at nug 76ers and i have nugs too like i was gonna be quietly like one of the most impressive teams of the first round like yeah nobody talk about them nobody talk about it going in ain't nobody gonna be talking about them round two i mean they're already taking care of business and they'll be long forgot about the fact that they're gonna be in the fucking conference finals because we're gonna be watching this golden state lakers thing go to game seven that's what everybody's gonna be fucking talking about so they're gonna quietly get their shot and i still think it's gonna be against that celtics team is, you still think, think celtics but, yeah i i think I think it'll be there. I, I see. I'm just so like off. There a couple. They lost one game. Was it game five to the Heat or the Hawks? Rather the Hawks. Yeah. 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 Unimpressive against that, the Hawks too. Yeah, they lost that game five. There was a couple games in that series that I was like, really, you're getting ousted by this Hawks team. Like you're up, you're in control. I think it was like game three. I was sitting there watching. I was like, they got this. Celtics got this in the bag. Just shift into neutral or like shift into third gear. Just slowly coast into a victory. They dropped that one. Uh, yeah, know. and I think it was game two. I think it was game two that they were up by like 30. And then in the fourth quarter, it got within eight. And you're just like, what the fuck's going on? Right. Yeah. yeah it, it's okay. just, it's the Celtics give me a little bit of pause. And especially because they couldn't get it done with a Embiidless 76ers. Makes me. Worried that, that they is, can get him back. He's going to fucking wreck shop. That a big pause button. But we're going to keep hitting play on this podcast, guys. Going to go Mab, Jury, Judge, Jury, Mabicutioner. Let's get Brother Booths on here.
Got, uh, we do have the brothers booth. We have Jim, who's speeding home, is going to jump on here. Sure, he'll make up for lost time, letting us know exactly what happened in this. But we do have uh, Joe with us now. Just want to take a look. Got, got some questions kind of sticking out, but just overall feel for the draft, Joe. How'd it go? The actual draft or our version of the draft? Like, how well, we're looking at it right go? now. Yeah, MA can give us an update. MA, just yeah. real fast, give us the top line on how our draft went. So, so I've I've highlighted here just so we could see it in real time the 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 three picks that we got exactly right uh, are highlighted in yellow here. So we got three picks totally right. We got uh, the Chiefs, Joe. You selected uh, the D end from uh, Kansas State there with the final pick of the first round. Pretty good. Uh, Randana. So the Titans pick correct. So, Peter Skoranowski. Yeah. And then your old boy MA taking number four overall that the Colts, Anthony Richardson. Uh, we nailed it. So each one of us on this draft pod talk getting a pick right. Good for us. Claps. Yeah. Claps you know what? I think you. they're all impressive in different ways. Like, I think it's super impressive that you called Anthony Richardson over Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it's impressive that you called it without the trade. Brandon, I think you nailed just how boring the Titans are. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I've been. I'm gonna. I'll go ahead and pat my own back on on yeah. Felix Anu DK Uzama just because he he's a perfect complement to George Karloftis. He's the he's got bend. He's athletic, uh, not just a local kid, but actually like fits the bill. And um, Casey doesn't like defensive ends who are under 250 pounds. Like they don't do. Let's it. Say, so I do want to talk Chiefs. Kind of how you feel about the teams overall draft but uh we'll try to wait for jim to jump on that because i know he'll have thoughts on that yeah uh the other well, ones i, I just was... wanted to real quickly interject here is, is the, oh, yeah. the ones no, in no, the please. orange are the ones oh, we yeah. got the right position not the right player uh those we had more of those i think we had was it five six seven eight nine positions right just the wrong player for the team obviously it's tough to account for some of the trades that were happening but like obviously you know, Jim took C.J. Stroud, the Panthers, and Texas both with went quarterbacks. Jim also got right the offensive line for the Bears, went with Paris Johnson, but um, the Cardinals traded back to six uh, with that Ander- or Will Anderson trade with the Texans. Uh, so they took Paris Johnson. They took an offensive tackle in that spot. Jets, I think with Will McDonald, probably the biggest, earliest shocker early on with the Jets, they took a defensive end. Pats took a, a defensive back and Christian Gonzalez. He kind of fell. Ravens took a wide receiver. Jags took another offensive tackle. Uh, and then we had, you know, defensive tackle with Brees for the Saints. And then Miles Murphy, uh, or excuse me, Eagles went defensive end, uh, rush edge, if you count uh, Nolan Smith that at 30. So um, I would say we were kind of dialed in the needs, right? And the way that our draft shook out, just. It's really tough to pick the exact player 
uh, that's going to fall in those spots. And especially when you try to figure out the draft trading, that's always the thing that's like, that's impossible to decide. No one, I don't think, except for Daniel Jeremiah, that was the only forecaster that was like, no, the Texans are going to trade back in and grab that number three overall pick and go back to back two, three with Stroud and Will Anderson. What did you think of that move? How did you, how did you feel about that? I thought it was too much giving up a future first and the second and third. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think you, I think that move is only, you decide that move. If you're like Will Anderson, a hands and a, and, and in a way is like, so much better than every other defensive player in the 2023 draft that we have to get him now or the 2024 draft, excuse me. So he's better yeah. than he grades up better than everyone in 2023 and 2024 that it, that you can justify making that deal. Cause it is, that is a big deal to make on a team like the Texans that are revamping like, and just overhauling that very like talent poor roster that they have so to give up picks to get a will anderson who i'm a big fan of i'm not saying that he's going to be a bad player i I disagree with their their decision it's just like we have a lot of other needs and we really have to believe in him so how much do you believe in him in my mind to make that trade he's got to be the best player on on our 23 and 24 board by a significant margin yes it's almost like you don't get the luxury to go reach for those like those star players that you want when you're in the position that the Texans are right now, it's just about draft. Well, get played appearances, get as many guys in there as you can start to get your team and then put together those final pieces like two years from now. And I heard somebody like bring this up and I really like it. I think if you're in the NFC right now, trade the fucking farm, like make a run, do what you have to do. Cause it's not going to be this wide open as it is. I mean, besides last year, eventually it feels like that gap will close as more talent comes out there. Maybe, you know, we see the 49ers and Eagles start to pull away a little bit more. Like we kind of see, you know, the, uh, the chiefs and the bills on that, on that AFC side. But if you're in the AFC, like you're not, you're not going to make a noise for a little bit. And especially if you don't even have your quarterback position figured out, like the Texans it's just like, what's the fucking hurry? Like Mm -hmm. take the pressure off, get the picks, let the shit roll to you quietly build and then make a run for it. Especially because you can, like, I would I would imagine that the Texans are heavy favorites to have a top five pick next year, right? For sure. And especially if you're going to sit CJ Stroud for any time, you know, I get it. They have a new coach. Look, Kansas City went two and fourteen when they drafted number one overall and got Eric Fisher. They brought in Andy Reid. You know, I don't think. Uh, uh, um, I always want to say DeMarco Murray. I always want to say DeMarco Murray, but he's a college coach, uh, running backs coach, right? Uh, He's uh, D'Amico Ryans is like not Andy Reid. I get that. Yeah. But Andy Reid took over one of the worst professional football seasons ever. I know people have gone undefeated or, or winless, but the Chiefs had the number one overall pick, and then they had their starting middle linebacker commit murder suicide in the parking lot. It was a dark. Dark right. time. Andy Reid comes in, and in one draft, they went 9-0 and to start the season. They went from the number one overall pick to 9-0. and You can turn it around fast. So I don't want to just be like, hey, like rebuilds take time. Like, no, they don't. You get a quarterback, sure. shit changes. So if they're going to start C.J. Stroud, 
uh, game one, week one, great, go for it. If you have any intention of letting him sit and learn, then you need to be planning for the future. Then this is not your year to turn it right. around. You can have a culture change. You can still protect that pick. You know, um, to me, it was it was too much. And I and I, I do feel bad that that Jim isn't on yet, just because he 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 loved it. He loved it. He's like, I think they got the best quarterback in the draft, and I think they got the best offensive player in the draft. And if you come out of that, the best passer and the pet and the best pass rusher. Nobody gets to do that. Nobody normally gets to do that. That's amazing. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll take up his his stance. I just I just thought it was it was one pick too many. Yeah, I mean it it is amazing until you're left just kind of holding the bag. Like you make all these moves without any of it like kind of fleshed out, and then you're just like you're not relevant for the next six years, which I think is what they're trying to get out of. All right, guys, that's your hot Texans talk. We'll see you next week. Uh, most awesome. Indiana MVP Texans of the week. Podcast. The not Texans. All Texans all the time. All right. um, Kind of Joe on your big board. What's one name that kind of popped up that you weren't expecting to see in that first round. And then what's one guy that you're just like, Oh, this will happen somewhere that either slid out of the first round or went a little later than you thought it would. Well, I mean, the the big name for me is Michael Mayer. Like, f- for being the, uh, am I still on? Oh well, uh, uh, sorry, I lost my uh, screen for a second. For for being the sort of consensus, uh, number one tight end, the number one all round tight end, um, him falling out of the first round, and then really nobody trading up at the back end, nobody trading up at the top of the draft to get him. Like, it, it it's very clear that the league did not see him as an elite talent and then Dalton Kincaid going to Buffalo. So we did yeah, have a tight end go. Oh, so yeah, we already it? have Dawson Knox, right? So yeah. It's like a bit of like, an interesting pick. It was, that was surprising to me. I think for the most part, everybody kind of nailed what was expected. Um, but I mean, you got to say, I love the, I love the pick. I have like, I, I really do. But the Detroit Lions taking Jameer Gibbs at 12 is let's now we can really rad. Oh, we can do Lions talk. Like, did the Lions, Lions talk. so so the Lions pacing themselves like like going the right way and everything? Like <laughs> most awesome. Did you go to bed uh, Thursday night happy with your first round draft? I mean, uh oof. I mean, I loved I loved trading back from six to twelve. I thought that that was awesome. We got the thirty fourth overall pick uh, in the second. You know, the what is it? The third pick in the second round. We had five picks in the first fifty five selections. So when a team that you know, Brad Brad Holmes, the general manager, has done like an amazing job finding uh, diamonds in the rough getting the best player we had, you know, two years ago, we had Panay Sewell, the offensive tackle fall to us at seven. We, we took him, we scooped him right up. Mm-hmm. The last year we got Adrian uh, Hutchinson, the outside rush edge. That was an amazing pick, right? Really worked out. I was really concerned because the hometown kid, you know, who played at school in state going to then the NFL team never really feels to work. We, had that famously with Charles Rogers, a wide receiver who also with the number two overall pick famously flamed out. Um, it was really like, all right, so I'm excited. We're trading back. It seems like we're making moves. We need depth. And I was like, 
and I guess maybe it's just preconceived notions, right? My own confirmation bias of like, all right, this is going to be, we're loading up on the defense. I like our weapons. We got David Montgomery. We've added a few pieces. Uh, let's load up on defense, get a young defense and really kind of build the core uh, of, of uh, defensive players kind of going forward. Trade back, great, more picks. Then we draft the number two overall running back in the draft. Some of it were people saying like it could have been around in the late first or yeah, first that's right. Like you guys weren't even like you said finding diamonds in the rough. Like you guys, you're trying to find diamond in a diamond store. Like you're in the first yeah. round. Like you're in yeah. the tub. Like <laughs> right, exactly. You're finding right. rough in the diamonds. I think. I think is what I saw in the first round. Yeah, and so well, okay. Well, let let, let right. me riddle you this. What, what if the Lions picked, um. Hendon Hooker and Brian Branch in the first round. And then they took Campbell, Sam Laporta, and Jameer Gibbs in rounds two and three. You would be like, all right, they took their shot on a quarterback, right? They took their shot on on one of the best defensive backs in the draft, if not the best defensive back in the draft. Positional value, fine. He's sure. a safety, not a cornerback. But I mean, like, he's our oh great, he's our Kyle Hamilton. Right. He's he's going to be our the like the leader in the back of the defense. And that's sure. what they did in the first round. And you got Jameer Gibbs in the second and you got Jack Campbell. And you are like, all right, middle linebacker in the second round, sure. running back in the sure. second round. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's all it's all like positional value relative to where we're, we're at. Right. I mean, in and the more I sat and like thought on the Jameer Gibbs, the more I got excited for it. But I was just very focused on defense we need to build defense and then adding a running back and i know he could be you know play in the slot and all that other stuff and i agree with you although if we'd taken hen and hooker in the first round at 12 i would have been apoplectic because i don't i actually don't think we're in the position now where we're going to move on from jared goff until we find absolutely like a transcendental quarterback a la what the chiefs did transitioning from Alex Smith to Pat Mahomes. Like, and isn't golf only like two years older? Yeah. He's like three years older. He's 28 and in hookers 25, you know what I mean? Wild. So that would have been like a equally poor move. I, I, I like the pick developmentally in the third round. Cause you're like, all right, we can develop a quarterback and we've never had like a solid, you know, backup quarterback and quarterback value is just way overvalued because of the position if you can find somebody it, it dramatically changes your 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 team you know look at russell wilson in the third look at all the you know brady in the sixth i mean there's countless times where guys have kind of come out of nowhere to be that guy and an hooker could have been that guy i don't know i just i just worry about it with jameer gibbs at the top i mean even jameer gibbs said he wasn't expecting to be drafted at that spot like he himself wasn't expecting to go there Great so type, a bit I like it. Yeah, you know, and then uh he's just Jack like Campbell... I couldn't believe it. What the fuck are the Lions doing? And it's just <laughs> know, like it's a live take from games. <laughs> really excited. So I mean, I I think this will be one of those things. I mean, Campbell is a like Dan Campbell player. He makes a ton of sense. He fits in in the like Chris Spielman era of like a, a linebacker. I I I really felt like we could have if we were gonna do that trade back some more. Uh, trying to add some more depth, but you know, at a certain point you have to kind of trust if you believe in your GM, like I have to shed the, like the years, the Matt Millen era, all that and realize like we talked about culture change and changes and how quickly things can turn around. Like 
Dan Campbell is that guy. Brad Holmes is that guy. We believe in them. I kind of have to like tune out the aughts of being a Lions fan. And just yeah. this is why I'm so yeah. fucking excited about Detroit. Yeah. Because yeah, okay, so tune, so tune that out. You got to tune out the <laughs> David Montgomery contract. There's just so much to just kind of like. Kind of like just turn, put the, the, turn the volume down on Don't all of it. Not let that distract you. But okay, this is this is why I'm excited. So I was I said uh Arizona needs to jump ship on Kyler Murray. And Brandon was like, who literally who would trade for him? And I thought not the Lions. The Lions wouldn't. And you think like, all right, Detroit, like if you had a great quarterback, a pl- like a really high level playmaking quarterback right now, how much could they just jump ahead of the pack in the NFC? And then I thought they would never do it because he's not, he's not, he doesn't fit the culture. And isn't that fucking cool that there's, there's actually like a culture there now that like, no, 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 you're not, you don't fit the bill. We're not just looking for talent wherever we can get it. We're selecting yeah. people that we think fit with our plan and who we are and our identity. And I think that's really cool to see. I think it's super fun. Joe, would just, you? Yeah. Joe, would you take? Uh, sorry, would you take Kyler Murray over Jared Goff right now? With the like, let's just—I'll give you a solid offensive line. Which quarterback? No, I wouldn't. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't at all. Uh, and I think, but that's what's. That's what's amazing is that if I if I were a desperate team, I would. Yeah. Because right. of the and name, it, because of the like you're gonna sell tickets, you're gonna sell jerseys, like yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a Raiders move, it's a Browns move, obviously. Uh all right, anticlimactic Jim on the podcast. Sorry to cut you off, buddy. Welcome. What's hey, up? What you want? You. So I, def- I defended the Texans uh trading for Will Anderson because I knew you would. Uh yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, uh, a, a little bit late. Um, there's a lot going on at my job, as you might understand. Joe, who's currently... Fucking nothing on... going on with mine. Yeah, Joe and I are on the opposite sides of the picket line here. Joe's just kicking back, drinking beers, and uh, making our lives uh, hell over the studio side. So Let, Let's um... be real. I'm not making anybody's <laughs> life hell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, some of us still have to keep working despite uh, your little vacation here. No, um, it's fine. Uh, I just wanted to jump in on Jameer Gibbs just because you know how much I love that pick. And in what I got excited about when I was hoping that the Chiefs would trade up for him, trade up for a running back, which is like, <laughs> I mean, I can't believe it's even coming out of my mouth, but I just thought about that first preseason game and what it's like. Oh shit, Jameer Gibbs is playing in the second quarter. Uh, I can't fucking wait to see what this guy can do. And then that first electric play, you're going to be thankful that you didn't take a defensive tackle or whatever bullshit. Like seriously, it, whatever yeah. it took. And and if you if you you know Joe kind of stole my thunder here, but if you switch branch and you switch Gibbs, then that and nobody's pissed. Everybody's happy about that draft. Yeah, I do think you make that's a Joe and Jim, you, that's a really good point. It's like if I get Brian Branch, who a lot of people were forecasting the middle part of, I think we also had it in our draft, but middle to lat- latter part of the first round, we get him mid-second. I mean, that feels like a, such a steal. In, in an area where we, we you know, added short-term deals with, uh, you know, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, 
uh, Emmanuel Mosley. We we got some guys in the backfield that were like, all right, we're bringing in short term deals. He can be that guy. He can play in the nickel. Like he's he's really excited. That was a really exciting pick for us and fit all the kind of you know areas that we're trying to to fill through the draft. But yeah, I mean, so if you're if you're like, all right, I swayed the switch this, you know, uh, finances be what they will, the fifth year option, whatever it's going to be, you know, um, I, I think if if Gibbs is in that Kamara mold, who we talked about on the thread, but you know, Dan Campbell spent a ton of time learning from Sean Payton, uh, learning the offense, really understanding what a professional offense looks like, and has really applied that to the Lions. If this guy's comp is an Alvin Kamara, well, we just got our Alvin Kamara. We have David Montgomery to fill the Mark Ingram role, and we have a really sure. strong offensive line. And Jared Goff, like for all his what he can't do, the one thing that he is excellent in is play action pass. And if you give him enough time, he will. He's a competent, well skilled quarterback that's accurate that's all you need. And then, you know, after six games, we'll wait for Jamison Williams to come back from his little gambling bid that he has to do. We've got Amon Ross St. Brown. We've got some other good stuff. Like we have all some right. real solid offenses. Okay. I am the host okay. of this. I'm the, I'm the host of this podcast. I I am vetoing any more Texans talk. I veto oh, any more talk. drafting. <laughs> I'm drafting any more. I'm vetoing any more drafting running backs in the first round talk. Those are out. And you know what? Jared Goff is out too. We can still do lines, but all those are off the table. James, Joe, amazing, amazing, perfect. I have a Lions thing to say. I love uh, the Lions thing. Hutchinson <laughs> and oh my god, with Hutchinson and Campbell and Branch, you now have leaders, playmakers, green dot guys like defensive captain, the guy who who can take the call. And you have them at all three levels of the defense, like that. I think it's just, I think it's a good roster building. I think it's cool. Okay, I love it, Jim. Real fast. Um, thanks for hopping on late. I do want to get some of the key takes uh, before we have to wrap up the segment. So, can you give me a name that you heard in the first round that you weren't necessarily expecting, or maybe it happened a little earlier, and then one name you're just like, this guy has got to be drafted, and he just fell. That you're just like, every team's making a fucking mistake. Um. Let's see. Um, who was it? I love how you give me no prep on these, but um, there, there was definitely. Uh, some... We're going to talk about the happens, NFL draft. It happens two, it yeah, exactly. It happens 262 weeks <laughs> in a row. Just like hey, firing questions. 32, 32 names. I'll read them off. I thought Tyree Wilson uh, get, at, well, it... at seven was ridiculous. I think that there's an injury going on there that really needs to be monitored. And I don't think that the Raiders did their due diligence on that at all. Um, So that could, that could be a huge bust. Um, That was one that I had a problem with. Um, As far as falling, I was just straight up flabbergasted um, with what happened with the two Tennessee wide receivers. So, um, you know, you've got Hyatt there and um, what did they go the third round? Yeah, back, it, to back, back to back, him back to back, back to back in the third round. Uh, that that is very shocking to me because I thought, you know, sure, like Hyatt is just a speed guy, but I think he's faster than what he was timed at because he had a little bit of an injury. Um, but apparently, uh, you know, everybody was out on him for some reason in all of Tennessee. So whatever is happening with their system there, um, clearly the GMs are are not valuing it. I mean, the Chiefs took a receiver in Rasheed Rice that I. I was just shocked 
And, um, you know, the more that I study him, the more I like him. But um, with Hyatt there, um, it, I, I was just a little blown away by that. So what, uh, Jim, give me a breakdown real fast. Uh, Jordan Addison, what did he look like on your dance card? The Vikings just have another awesome wide receiver to get the ball overthrown. <laughs> well, he runs well, past he, the stick, so he's going to have zero be nowhere to be found. It's like, so coach, much. I could not see him. He obviously went past the first down marker. No idea what's going on beyond that. Yeah. And I didn't, we didn't, we talk about that um, for Joe's chiefs pick. I yeah, that. that was who I traded up for at night. Well, I mean, is he is he so is he definitely like second place to Zay Flowers or is it a preference thing? Oh, I mean, some people would have him fourth or fifth, but some people might have him in the top two. Um, I think that. Uh, um, I always forget his name. I always just say uh the three initials guys jason oh, jackson smith and <laughs> yeah. yeah so a lot of people had him number one and um so a lot of people had zay flowers number two so i guess that's how it went though right uh except quentin johnson which i thought was a bit of a reach for the chargers i thought that was a very strange pick for them um but uh jordan addison i really like him i was hoping that the chiefs would get him and um so the fact that you know Joe managed to trade up and still keep our 31, which um, as I, I, I sent around our, our mock draft a little bit to some, some people that we know uh, fury was <laughs> almost as furious as me taking another tackle for Seattle. That was uh, another one that people got a little upset at me for. Um, yeah. I mean, some of the pundits are saying out there that the 31st pick that you guys went with Felix at a Kansas state is going to take you out of super bowl contention. What do you think about that? Chief still got a chance this year to win a super bowl. Somebody said that we take that taking Felix would take it out. No, no, no. You just you just you're just winding me up. That's what you're doing. <laughs> so I, how, like, I mean, as as returning Super Bowl champions, like does the draft have a little less weight? Are you guys just like ready to run this back? Let's like tighten up a little thing where we can. Or are you know are you watching the draft being like okay we could fuck this up a little bit? You know what I thought that we had like three major needs and we addressed all three of them in the first three rounds. We just happened to take players that I didn't choose. And so you, you know, you, you, what emotionally you have to get over that. It's just like, wait, I didn't, I didn't look at this player. This is not the guy that I slotted for him. Um, and like, Oh no, these guys know a lot more than you do. Uh, they do more than just read mock drafts and then watch highlight clips. They, 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 they know more than you usually, except for DK Metcalf. And then they're all all wrong, but so you know they we had three positions we really needed we really needed a right tackle we really needed a, a defensive end and we really needed a wide receiver and we got them so I have I have no complaints I um I hope that they all turn out so my I I just have to think that there was something with DK Metcalf that the medicals just took him off teams boards because it was his three cone everyone... drill it was his three cone drill it was a slight slip it was slow. I mean, I, I watched it live and I was like, oh, I'm out. And oh, as it my. turns out, if you're a moose running 120 miles an hour, it doesn't matter how quickly you run between three counts. So he also had a little bit of injuries in college, too. I mean, that was the other thing, too, is like and some drops and some dropsies. You know what I mean? Like playing in an old miss offense where he also was next to uh, A.J. Brown, the other wide receiver in that on that team. And I think Shea Patterson was their quarterback. Uh, you know, so it's just like it's again, it's the little things that get you know, players get you know, 
demerits for style of play or systems that they play in. You mentioned the Tennessee guys, like if they, if wide receivers don't have like a sophisticated route tree and are just catching bubble screens and go routes, like they're not like teams are like, well, I don't know if I can, the guy's fast, but there's lots of fast guys out there. But if is he going to develop like a comprehensive route tree that we, that we can get open because everybody in the league can run at that point, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I, you know, and I think that's what happened with Metcalf. I think that's what's going to happen with Hyatt. And then uh, what's it? Tillman was the other Tennessee wide receiver. Yeah. So yeah, and, and, and he went to the Giants and the Browns. So we'll never know what they could have been. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, speaking of the Giants, they're going to fucking suck. Bet the under on them because uh, Daniel Jones is a turd. Uh, yeah. He, he really just noticed. is. He, so I've, I recently discovered a, a, a there's a term that I love, and I think it is super applicable to quarterbacks. Uh, it's called the region beta paradox. And it goes something like this. Let's say you have a mile to travel. You're like, oh, a mile. That's close enough. I can walk. And then you check the directions and you're like, oh, actually, it's two miles. That's no longer close enough to walk. I'm going to drive. So even though you have to go farther, it's going to take you less time. So a worse situation is actually going to end up being better for you. It's worse because it's farther away, but it's better for you because it is now so far that you're willing to drive instead of willing to walk. And the idea is this. There are uh, situations in life that are just okay. They're not too terrible. They're not great. They're not what you want, but they're not too terrible. And because they're not too terrible, you don't take action. You might as well call this the Philip Rivers paradox. For years I said, this guy is the worst fucking quarterback in the NFL. And people are like, he throws for 4,000 yards every season. I'm like, exactly. That's why he's the worst, because you can't replace him. He's good. He's really, really good. But he's never, ever, ever going to win you a Super Bowl. And that's the problem. You might as well call it Philip Rivers paradox with the Kirk Cousins extension. It's like, all right, shots fired. You're That's good. You're so, but but like you, you have to be able to say, good isn't good enough, right? If you if if I I I need it would be better off for him to be an absolute bust, uh, a, a Zach Rosen where you're like, oh my god, we can't even deal with a second season with this guy. We have to draft somebody new. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I think it's okay. I think it's a fascinating thing. Daniel Jones, I'm I, he might suck enough for them to move on but he might just be good enough that they stick with him. Good God, what an awful situation. It's fair enough for us. Well, guys, we want to thank you so much for jumping on drafting with us. That was a blast. Thanks for getting back on here yeah. and summing it up. And appreciate you guys hopping on. We'll talk soon. You guys will be on back on the podcast before you know it. Talk soon. You guys are the best. Wars episode one. Erica, you helped me discover this idea. May sure. the fourth be with you. It's <laughs> on us. 
It is upon us. So you're a big Star Wars head. You're not just a big Star Wars head around this time. Like you're you're all in. You're whatever yeah. the series are, the the Mandalorian guy with the hat, the 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 more serious one, the one with baby Yoda. That might be the same one twice. That's the exact same one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you're you're watching all of these. Yeah, you just only named one show, but yes, I'm watching Okay. Well, no. What's the, what's the? Is there like a serious one? It's just like Star Wars After Dark or something, where it's just like Star, I don't know, like like brief nudity or something. What, what's the? Okay, I don't I don't know what that other one is. What's the other series? And War and One and War. Okay, and, that's a little bit more one. serious. Yeah, and One. You watched Rogue One, which is Andor is the prequel to yes to Rogue One. Yeah, it's the origin story of that main character. Okay, so what we want to do is like I'm going to watch all of these because I have not seen them. And what we're gonna do for episode one, which is this, is I'm just I, I need a little coaching, but I'm gonna tell you what I think is happening in Star Wars or for what just the the conversations I've collected in pop culture throughout this the years. <laughs> and then so if there's questions you can ask me, it's just like what are the name of the little fuzzy creatures? And it's like the the Ewoks, I, I believe. Are you going to go Good. from the beginning, like ep- like the episode one, or are you going to go from the original trilogy? I, I think we just kind of jump around. I'm just going to give you the I'm going to give you the one sheet. I'm walking in like I'm pitching yeah, Star yeah. Wars. And I'm like, here's what we got, guys. Sit down. You're going to want to pull up a chair. This is going to make everybody billions okay. of dollars. But we we got to get most awesome. What's your take on Star Wars? Are I'm you? Oh yeah. I mean, I grew up watching Star Wars like religiously as a kid. Uh there you go. I'm liking it. So. I did, I told the story when I famously ruined our kitchen because I so we we got the free HBO when I was a kid, you uh-huh. know that like that like weekend free HBO. I oh yeah. I woke up super early, and I it was like six a.m. and I went to Mister Four Star's side of his bed, and I shook him awake, and I was like, Dad, can I have Coke to drink at six in the morning? And he was like, Fine, go for it, no problem. <laughs> So then my little six-year-old body grabbed a big two-liter out of the fridge and I opened it. And as I was opening it, I dropped it on the floor and it started spraying Coke all over the kitchen, <laughs> all over the ceiling, all over everywhere. And I probably watched it in its majesty go for a good 30 seconds or so before I finally got somebody. By the time they got there, my mom was like beside herself. The kitchen was like, we until we, I think in high school, we got our kitchen painted. There was still like, little coke stains that they couldn't like <laughs> coke on the clean off of the crevices of the ceiling so yeah so i i would always watch it i watched it all the time i had action figures i had the millennium falcon i had all like i had all that shit yeah yeah we could get yeah i feel like you have all the toys and like props there and just pulling them out i, I want to get more of this coke thing i mean we're not going to but remind us to talk about it because i do remember <laughs> you telling this story but now it's just like you know, is there PTSD at like pizza parties when you're like 11? <laughs> There's just like, someone's just like, can you fill up this red solo cup? It's just like, no. If, if somebody brings a three liter, do you have like one and a half times the anxiety <laughs> where you're just like, holy shit. Like, it's just like, how bad and deep did it get? But we're here to talk Star Wars. Okay, so uh, here's what we're going to do. Episode one is we're going to do today. And we'll just keep keep a tight file. I'm going to give you, you give me notes. I'll have a few laughs. Ask any other questions if you want to know I do it. Uh, episode two, we'll actually try to record some stuff while I'm watching these episodes or like a recap after uh, about each episode where I think it's going, what's happening, what's going to happen next. Uh, and then episode three will be kind of the final recap of just like how big of a 
part of Star Wars is going to be for the rest of my life. And we'll talk a little bit about, you know, uh, like a little deeper, like honest conversation about like nostalgia, where that ties in when you watch stuff and just kind of how that is, has stuff we return to the well. So, okay. Pitch of Star Wars. Okay. So here's what happens. Here's my thought. What we need to have is we need to have a brother and a sister that don't know their brother and sister. So uh, we need a dude on a planet that thinks he's, or that is poor. And then he goes and he buys some, if this is future time, it's like a dusty planet. He goes and buys a, a short robot yeah. and a tall future robot. Time. Yeah. A short robot and a tall robot. Cause I guess they're buy one, get one free or they come as a pair or they're buddies. Maybe they tell you they're buddies. And then they come. And then as you're cleaning one up, shoots out this little beam. That's just like a projector. And then that has a video of uh, this chick being like, Obi-Wan, uh, you're my only hope. So I don't yeah. have anything else going on. You've on never this seen dust. this? Wait, you've never seen this? No, 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 no. no. Look at this. This is all what you just you. from. I'm going to stop you right here with here in the okay. future. Because like the first line is that you'll past? see of dialogue is <laughs> a long time ago. in a Oh, a long time ago. Okay. Oh, yeah. so I guess it's because they're using... Okay, so I got yeah. I, I got a main part wrong. I set this yeah. I set this like 2000 and like 26, and apparently this was late 40s. <laughs> like so 19, 19, I think it was like, you know, long time. Okay, ago, besides that, like not, far, not far bad. Besides that, not bad. That's pretty Okay, solid. so the so they see this and the the cat's like, I got nothing else to do with my life. I'm tending fields or whatever they do on the dust planet. Um not mowing grass, doing something. And then he's just like, I have time. Yeah, I have time to figure out this little mystery. So then uh, he's got to figure out who Obi-Wan is. And so maybe he asked like his uh, uncle and his uncle's just like, they're on a ship. And then he (laughs) he gets, he gets a ship and he flies and he meets, he meets, this is where it gets a little sparse. Wait, wait, are you sure you haven't watched this before? Because you're (laughs) nailing it, bro. You're right. This is perfect. He meets, he meets Yoda uh, Yoda's the green one, the old green one, uh, on a on a swamp planet, I believe, because his ship's sinking. Mm-hmm. But then he has to use really use the force, and I think this is when he realizes he's a Jedi. He takes it out of the swamp, and he's just like, "Now I'm ready to go, kick some ass." Gets on the ship, goes to the Death Star. Uh, Darth Vader, I mean, just bully as hell, like not afraid to just really <laughs> throw his weight around. Like really, he would be canceled. These it was the past, so he could do it, but he would definitely be canceled <laughs> now for sure. <laughs> so uh, things were different. Things were different back then, and things are different when you get in that galaxy that far away. Different set of rules, yeah. different laws that don't apply here. Right. Um, so then he meets, uh, he finds the Slaya person, and he's like, We gotta blow up the Death Star. They go to a winter planet, they meet Han Solo, whose best friend is Chewbacca. And he's just a gun for hire, and they can use his weight to fight this this Death Star thing and save the. I think there's like a rebellion about taxes, so I'm pro <laughs> I'm pro rebellion for sure. I think there's taxes involved. I think I saw that in one. So I think I get like yeah, Luke is definitely anti taxes, and Han Solo is just like I'm definitely anti taxes. Yeah, so they exactly. team up. <laughs> they team up, and they're just Han like, Solo is like cash only. That's how I read <laughs> yeah, it's like. Not we, any money to the we ain't paying any more service charge. That's a wrap. <laughs> they go to a bar, and then I think someone draws first. I think <laughs> the other person, I think it looks like Han Solo draws first, but since he's respectable, 
they say the other guy drew first and then they go to that winter planet where people wear parkas i don't know where they got the parkas from but like, i don't know they don't travel with them do you get a whole new set of gear when you show up on these new planets because it seems like a bunch of different environments interesting <laughs> Six-year-old M.A. never thought about the luggage situation on the Millennium Falcon, but you bring up uh, a, an honest point. I think you, I think Plain that they're passage. like supplied by the planet. I'm sure, right? So you just show up, and they're just like, well, it's the, or it's through these bins of yeah, or is there like uh, we're all out of a, a, a tattoo, a Tatooine H and M that just kind of has different <laughs> fashions that you find right. everywhere. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> The, then they go to the Death Star and they're just like, we really got to take down Vader because uh, maybe he's going to destroy a planet. Yeah, because it has that powerful laser. But then uh, they get the blueprint to the only weak spot, the Death Star, the real Achilles heel of yep. the Death Star. And then they shoot it in there. They blow it up. At some point, Luke and Leia find out their brother and sister. I think it's after they kiss, though. And then Han, Han Solo is just like, well, now you became the easiest wingman. Like we ain't even gonna fight for it. Like that's got to take you out of contention. And <laughs> I hope it does. I'm not sure about this. Uh, I'm not sure if Tree made it run. And then, uh, yeah, I think there's like I love you, I know, and then someone's in carbonite, but then he gets out of carbonite. Job of the Hut, uh, who's like maybe Han's like boss, but plays it like fast and loose, kind of like the uh, the mob boss in New Jersey and Sopranos. Kind of like that vibe, where is that kind of the boss but can't be trusted? Uh, they take him out. So yeah, that's pretty much what happens. I don't know how they really spread that out <laughs> over three movies. I just talking about the the essential core three. I don't know if we landed on that. Uh, are there any questions? And then also, I'd like to know what order. Most often, we go first. Like, if you had an opinion on what order I should fire these off in. So I guess the biggest question I had is: is how did Ewoks? It... Fuck, I forgot about Ewoks. You said he walks at the top, but you're not, not in the breakdown, but you did bring him up. I'm glad yeah. you, you left out Lando Calrissian, right? You left Damn, I did. Sky City. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, that's all right, though. But I just I just really am curious to see, like, because you it's not like we grew up, in, you know, in a you know far, far away place a long time ago from each other. Sure. We in this we're in the same generation. How did you avoid seeing star wars at all or not having like all your buddies in like elementary or middle school talking about star wars and being like i gotta get my my hands on a new hope you know what no i, mean? I get it because yeah because this uh, this reeks of like trying to be interesting so you're like i don't like chocolate it's just like i it's yeah. not that thing like i think it came up a few times never crossed the radar and i think part of what helped too is because the size of the commitment like you couldn't no one you're not going to a party and they're watching just like watching like them in the background or they're just like you go over for like like one movie night and it's just like oh yeah we'll watch episode five real fast and that's it like it just it's like we're watching star wars tonight this is the main event or it's just not happening and you know teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 is going on again in the background so i think it was just like honestly never carving out like the six and a half seven hours and then you know you get into high school you're priority prioritizing other things and then mm -hmm. not really my genre either like it's just kind of not Yeah, you're not a big sci-fi sci guy yeah and then i think enough space just got put in between it where it's just like i there's i just i just i don't need to do it but like it sounds like you have a lot of the big like 
puzzle pieces of it. So like even like yeah. like you're describing like scenes and things that are very so I don't know like where have you I'm curious where you got all those pieces just from pop culture or yeah like, I think so, like, maybe I, there's a chance you maybe watched it and just maybe don't <laughs> You're just, you're, just edging, you're just edging on fucking Star Wars, just watching a <laughs> maybe, little bit at a time. Maybe, you know what it was? It was, I was at M.A.'s house when it was on the free HBO and he spilled the yeah. Coke and I just I just blocked out that entire day. <laughs> right. I was just and like, everything went black. So many of the like, like I just like for me to memorize Star Wars, you just start spraying coke on the ceiling. I'm just like, yes, okay, like the Ewoks. Like I totally remember. It's just like all comes what back happened? to me. Where'd I go? Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I mean, it's like I haven't not seen like a scene of it. Like, I've I think I've walked through like, you know, my stepdad was watching or something. And then it was just sure. like, oh, like, OK, like I kind of see what's going on. But you're like, you're into this pass. I'm out. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you're you're a dork. Give me give me the keys, dork. And I just started like <laughs> bullying my stepdad. I told what? my sister that you had never seen uh, a single Star Wars. I said, oh, I'm going to maybe do a Star Wars marathon. Rogue One. Um, yeah. I think that you'd only seen Rogue One, and she's like, "Oh, because he's not a dork." It's like, well, nice. <laughs> there we go. There's a little, does, yeah. Does Rogue One have Oscar Isaac in it? Is that the one with Oscar? No, Isaac? the the Force Awakens and the last three have Oscar Isaac. Ah, okay. very excited about it's that. It's like yeah, yeah. vintage Oscar Isaac too. It's giving jawline. Let's see, Brand Brandon is in on that. That's why. That's why yeah. we're doing this. Oh. Exactly. This is, like, look, look, I have an Oscar Isaac coloring book in oh. my desk. See? It's okay. going to be very on brand. I haven't colored in it yet, though. I don't have the right shades. <laughs> so you don't, have, you don't have any sexy coloring pencils? I don't have any sexy caramel brown. Yeah. It's, the, the, the new ones, did you watch the new ones? I have not. No, I... Uh, oh, none of them? I mean... One, two, three, I watched, but like when they started like splintering off on like solo and all this other, it's just like it's too much time. Like, and you, you get yeah. it, like watching movies. Like, I had to, I didn't even watch Maverick and I love Top Gun like until like a month ago. And I did have to oh watch it on like, you know, Prime, like the whole seeing movies and all that stuff is like a real big commitment so i get it now i applaud brandana for going into it at this late stage because it is a time commitment but when all those things like splinter off plus it's like we did i did make the kids i think a little too early watch all of them and like you know going from like all the high paced high end graphics to then going to a 1977 you know, first Star Wars with like real bad CGI. And my kids which, ate it up. They loved really? it. Yeah, I don't know. I think they were really young too. Maybe that's why we started this yeah. super young. My, yeah, my, my, the eldest, Kamishat's never really been into, she's started to get into Marvel a little bit, like Captain Marvel. She was like super into the Brie that's Larson the girl. one. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah and that was like and we, we were watching it in the like the marvel cinematic universe and then we got to like iron man 2 and it was like way too much like like killing and violence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah and i realized like holy shit like there's like a terrorist yeah. and you know <laughs> yeah. so it was like all right this yeah is i remember i remember fucked me up a little bit too i was like let's watch iron man and then it was like war and like fucking normandy yeah. and shit i was like oh my god yeah for sure so like so those ones like i think and they they were even younger but they did like the one with the daisy ridley character 
what was her That's name? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Um, they really like that. There's actually a picture of Kamishat dressed up as school as that character. The, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name now. I don't remember what her name is in the, in the show. Anyways, the Daisy mm-hmm. Ridley actress, whatever her name mm-hmm. is. She got the whole hair, everything like that. Oh, that's a cute costume. Little girls love that. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to she... venture into it. Again, this is about me watching the movies. <laughs> Pivot back over. Oh, sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> everybody, uh, let's keep the focus on Brandon Delaney. <laughs> Talk about I Scrising. Uh, no, so is there an order that you... Th- so, uh, most awesome, you haven't really seen seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, I think you're taking the general opinion that those belong in the trash can. So I, you just yeah. you just have me fire up four, five, six. And I don't think that they like one, two, three don't really move the story. I mean, they get the like the understanding of Vader One is and everything. Pointless. Yeah. They're in the trash. There's really not that much. I mean, you get Princess Ellen Amandala with like Natalie Portman and and all that stuff, but I just don't and when you watch four, five, six, right? A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, which is the best one of the three, and then uh Return of the Jedi. I think you have to like you have to put yourself in the mindset of like get over the like the this CGI and get over the like poor special effects mm-hmm. and just sink into like the show and or sink into the story and like really focus in on like what it was back then. I just don't know if it's going to be it's we have too much movies under our belts to see what movies are today to like put yourself back into that spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I'm afraid it's too late. That was my biggest fear of yeah. him sitting down and watching them now is I was like, I think it might be too late for you to get that. Because for me, it was, it's like my childhood. My mom just sent me a picture of me as a little girl dressed as Leia. Like it's my childhood. I was obsessed Perfect. with it. So it's super nostalgic for me. I hear the music and I get like emotional. I love it. But I'm yeah. afraid you might be like, what the fuck is this blue milk? What's happening? And yeah, like I just saw Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm going to be like, the special effects does not hold a candle to that sweet, Dungeons and Dragons starring Chris Pine movie that I just saw. Right. So oh. if I had a power, power rank sci-fi movies, Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and the Star Wars series. I don't think that happened. Uh, why don't you reveal and then we'll get to the MAB showdown. Um, What order reveal what order I'm watching these movies. You're telling me? Yeah. So it's your it's your desire to watch all of them. The nine. Yes. But if I okay. can get a pass on playing some in the background, like one, one, two, three, I'm not stressing out. About I think one, two, three, someone. because you already know what the reveal is. I think yeah. watching the three original, I think my opinion is you should watch them in order when they were released in the theaters. So okay. like so the seven, four, five, six, first. one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. That sounds crazy. Right. That sounds like but, shuffling to deck of cards. But the reason, but, but that's just like my, I'm a purist. But for you, because you already know the reveal, you already know that like Darth Vader, clearly in your incredible yeah. recap of the Star Wars universe, you already know what happens. Just, you can just throw one on. I don't want to have anything to do with one. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to, I hate the prequels. So if you want to watch them in the background, you can. Then yeah. you could just do them in chronological order and just okay. dig them all out. Yeah, because I, I have it playing in the background right now, and they just got Jar Jar Binks. And I remember Jar Jar Binks. He's the fucking worst. He had, oh. a, he had a real tough hang. A real Stephen Dorff of just kind of like an <laughs> era where I just couldn't get any love. Just every play to parents, just like, pass, pass, pass. <laughs> <What a reference. laughs> 
Uh, okay, well, that's why I'll tackle it. Uh, I'll try to fire up MA. We'll get some little takes or like worst case yeah. scenario next week on the pod. Be able to talk about it. Uh, Erica, I'll hit you up just as my Star Wars Sherpa, my Ewok to the skies, if you will. My it's not, a, not a thing. <laughs> my Force Awakens, my lightsaber of light. All right, Neapolitan Showdown. Bring oh. us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright, Neapolitan Showdown What do you got for us? Throwing us a surprise one We'll rank real fast In real time Thanks for having it Yes. I talked to the boys and they I asked them for a Star Wars themed showdown and they said um best Star Wars vehicles. And then I said he one of them has never seen Star Wars before. And my oldest son was like, Is he from this country? I don't understand. So we're just gonna do top three Star Wars characters. Characters, Jackson, okay. Yeah, yeah. Jackson thought you could handle that. Okay. And yeah, that's good. Boys. Um Okay. All right. Okay, I got it. You got it? All right. You got it already? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think we pros. Pros at ranking things. Forgot who I was dealing with. Um, All right, in my three slot, I'm going to give... I'm going to get to Han Solo. And this is more like a little bit of just being bullied by everyone alive. He seems to be so popular. You know, you all like... It's like I, I feel like it's original crushes of like girls my age. Like there's just like a real vibe to it. everybody's just like he was so cool, so cool, so cool. So I'm looking forward to feeling his like BDE before like that was mm-hmm. even an acronym. Like I want to check that out. So I hope it lines up. But there's just kind of a lot of you know, if he's got a little swagger, if he's got a little of that movie star appeal to it, some of his quotes he heard, I loved. I'm into it. Yeah, so made the castle run in twelve parsecs. The guys, I was just gonna fucking the say goat. That. <laughs> the guys, the goat, right? Yeah, <laughs> Hans- yeah. <laughs> Hansel I is, is fantastic. Um, I I'm gonna go with my number three. Um, I think this might be a little yo- low on the board, but I'm gonna go with Yoda just because I think like there's real arc to Yoda on like the you know. Uh, there is no do only try like a Ooh, lot of spoilers, like, a lot of, like, spoilers. Oh, sorry. But there's a lot of like parody. <laughs> right? exactly. Sorry. Uh, but there's a lot of like parroting his voices, but at the time, like this is a great character. He was like totally like a shaman to, uh, to Luke in that, in that mud planet, as you described, Brent Anna yeah. did all the things really challenging. Like he was a really interesting character. Um, I think like, I don't really remember him so much in Return of the Jedi. It's really just Empire of the Strike, Strikes Back. Like, so I don't remember. I mean, make, correct me if I'm wrong, but he didn't really have like a huge thing, but he made a huge impact on everyone, uh, Yoda. And so I like him, but I got to put him at three. I think some people might put him a little higher, but I'm, I'm going to put him at three. All right. So I have him at two. Uh, I do have Yoda at two. I mean, Bald King, OG Bald King. <laughs> <laughs> just own his space 
you know, you love, you know, you love, you come across that mystery that kind of makes you believe in just like fate and it's supposed to happen. Like Luke, as he's discovering the force, like it's kind of this old guy that knows it talks backwards and shit, like change the generation about just like, if you want to be talked, like take it seriously, like just kind of flip the order of the words you're saying it like love is energy. I think he like, <laughs> I don't know if he dies or not, but I imagine if he dies, it's like super sad. Like it's kind of like that moment right. that they're waiting to get you with. And they kind of have to have in their back pocket. And it's just, you know, it's it's creating like new little species. And he has like those big ears. And there's something nice about just going straight for on the nose. And we're just going to be like the guy with the biggest power. We're going to make like the tiniest little Muppet. Yeah. So I like that. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. See, I would have yeah. thought you would have loved him. I think you would really vibe with Yoda because Yoda likes to be by himself. He likes mm-hmm. dark places, right? Oh, okay. Hanging out. Mm. I think if I was to guess... He likes to tip it back a little bit. Like he doesn't, you know, like he seems a little grouchy. He definitely, in the looks, like, he definitely does not look sober a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, yeah. He, talk, he talks all fucked up. He's definitely put, put a few back. And can I give you a oh, spoiler about Yoda right now that makes it really Absolutely, track yeah. that it's you? For it's sure. very much. You know what? I used to think you were Han Solo, but now I'm, I'm with MA. I think you're Yoda. When he dies, he's like laying down and Luke is like asking him a bunch of questions and he just is like, Fuck this! And just <laughs> yeah, it's just like that's a wrap. He can't deal with answering any of the questions. That's a wrap, Luke. Like, I'd rather than answer these, I'm just gonna fucking. Die. He's like, brah, I can't do all of it fucking for you. Like you Dude. meet me halfway, you must. <laughs> oh, that's really there you go. Like it's it. really great. Uh, yeah. What's your two mm-hmm. spot? Uh, my two, we flip flop. My two is Han Solo. Okay, I really that's thought about putting that number one. Mm. He he is that like, but little boys idea. wanted to be Han Solo. He was cool. He's quick with the gun, quick with the ladies. Everyone mm-hmm. loved Han Solo. I, I got to go with him. Plus, he just played by his own set of rules. He just did yeah. what he wanted, which is like, in the eighties, you're like, hell yeah, can I be Han Solo? I just want to do what I want to do. Want to be a, a gambler? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess cool outfit, I guess number yeah. number one's gonna decide it. Tally your votes, but it sounds like MA has the right order. So up to that's the correct vote. order, MA. Hundred percent. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. My one spot, guys. I saw Rogue One. Didn't really know what was going on. Try to follow it. Interesting enough, but there was one moment that like my jaw dropped to the floor, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" And it's when Darth Vader's yeah. red mm-hmm. fucking lightsaber clicked on, and yeah. he just started mowing through fools like in a way that like i'm rooting for darth vader knowing i shouldn't i'm just like take them all out <laughs> like go every got him got him it's just like watching vader go fucking vader was just like I, it's the most memorable experience i have from star wars so i had a, i had an honesty to myself put him in the top spot mowing that's through so fools that's great so so if you remember back early early pod days brandana Oh, our villains Hot ranking, villains. yeah, yeah. Ooh. I had Darth Vader as Darth Vader as my number one. Now, yes. here, turn about your number one Star Wars character, Darth Vader. So, yeah, you are the evil side, the dark side, if you will, to my the Force coursing through me. Luke is my number one. I get it. Everyone oh. likes says he's whiny and everything like this but this is our this is our guy this is we fall back our hero's journey yeah and then in in some of the future iterations when they pull him out of the 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 mountain 
and then he stands tall in front of really frustrates uh what's his name uh see so, yeah i'm turning into you brandana uh driver oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and he gets and he tries to blow him up and it's just he's just still standing there luke turns into this really big badass who went from a whiny little guy complaining about power converters to now just being like <laughs> the guy who is fucking who's really into it right everyone wants to yeah. we need luke on our side now so yeah. luke is that character he is Hero's journey yeah and you know do you watch mandalorian i no, we tried to watch a few episodes and then I don't know. I just didn't. There is a really epic moment for Luke Skywalker in uh, Mandalorian, where oh, yeah. like it was an episode where like my kids videotaped my reaction because I was going crazy. I was screaming. There was like the little baby Yoda, little Grogu is waiting for like a big Jedi, and it's around the time when Luke is like supposed to be trading Jedi's, and so everyone's kind of like waiting for him to come up. And the scene was so epic. He like walks around the corner and you all you can see is like his, if you look on the internet, you'll see dorks like me, our reactions to it. You can see his glove, you know, cause it's spoiler. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. And all, I mean, we were all just screaming like, oh my God, it's Luke, oh my God, it's Luke. And he comes up and just like, it's like such an epic, it's like the moment that Luke, we all wanted Luke to have that he didn't really get in the new movies because of that it was like seriously it was like a, an emotional incredible moment i i mean i have to give this one to ma like I, it's just like it's like the order is correct i mean darth vader is dope but like and you're you pretending to know about them was also wonderful but <laughs> yes. it was such I know, an I was just like, argument for someone who has never i was like if, if someone has like 70 hours experience with something and then another guy's just like the one with the red lightsaber, he's cool. It's just like, yeah, you have to, you have right. to. And you went toe to toe too. You made it tough. You did. It wasn't it was easy. Tough. You made really great. I made you go to argument. I was like, you know what? You put a point. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward. He does to flip him. words around. Yeah, MA, um, a million percent. Fifty credits for you. Uh, guys, plenty more to come with that. You can also, uh, Mab League Season 3, the Basketball League, will be streaming on Twitch. We drafted our teams. I think we'll do a post to that so you can start to see the lineups. We're getting all the kinks now, but uh, we'll have the same announcing team, me and MA. MA will give you the facts. I'll be doing a little color commentary. We'll air that and get all the standings up. For that, we'll do a couple more of the Star Wars. We'll get an update. Plenty going on on the MAB Sports Podcast, but that is all for this episode, guys. 262. Thanks for listening. MVP of the week's real fast. I'm going to got to give it to Steph Curry hanging up that 50 burger in game seven, really showing us just like it might not be over let. Like, really, has got to start considering me as one of the greatest of all time, willing his team to win. Who's your MVP most awesome? Got to go. We just had the NFL draft. We had our NFL draft recap. Got to go with Mr. Magnificent. Yes. Kendall Williamson. <laughs> right. Safety. Everyone, Erica, mm-hmm. are you familiar with Mr. Irrelevant, the final pick of the NFL draft? Are you aware yeah. of this title? From your podcast. That's yeah. Okay, right. Where I've heard so it's it. a big whole yeah. thing. The last player of the NFL draft gets like a yeah. trip to, I think, Hawaii, some like 30 grand. <laughs> like it turns into the whole thing. Because yeah. NFL job pick. for two weeks. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. He's he's the last guy picked, and he's Mr. Irrelevant, which we started talking <laughs> about on this podcast. You know who really becomes the guy that's glossed over? The second to last guy. The guy who's <laughs> right before. Because now everyone's wanting to be Mr. Irrelevant. So we okay. say pick 258, 
Kendall Williamson, you're our Mr. Magnificent. Thank you, sir. Look We're trying to get you. Kendall on the pod. Let's see if we can bow, do bow, bow, it. Bow, bow, bow. Shout out, bro. Guys, I am Brandana. Thanks for coming on, Eric. I want to thank the Brothers Booth for jumping on here, talking a little draft. We'll talk to you next week. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. <laughs> Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.